and welcome to Upstage Downstage. With me, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And me, Stephen Rees, uh, seated in a cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat and let's raise that curtain. Today's episode, we'll be discussing Jekyll and Hyde. We saw this production at Derby Theatre on the 30th of September 2022. Derby Theatre and Queen's Theatre Hornchurch joined forces to bring Robert Louis Stevenson's extraordinary and iconic tale, Jekyll and Hyde, to the stage in a thrilling new adaptation by acclaimed playwright Neil Bartlett. So Richard, what's it all about? Dr Jekyll makes a momentous scientific discovery, spinning him into a double life in which inner demons threaten to take control. In the streets of Victorian London, respectability is mixed with murder as his two identities begin to blur. But first, our post-show opinion! A mysteriously atmospheric and captivating ride. Spooky sublime storytelling. So with all that said, let's set set the scene. So Richard, would you like to describe the set for me, please? Yeah, so when you walked in to Derby Theatre, you were basically shown and presented with a old, what can only be described as a, a medical theatre for... You had a, a basically a semicircle of raised platforms with railings and steps, which was basically to show the old, old, old operating theatres where people would have watched people being dissected and people being having operations and things yeah. because in those days it was a it was a something to do it was it was progressive medical science that people watched in those days so when we talk about theatres or medical theatres this is what they created on stage really to to show that that's how it was set so a viewing platform to watch the anatomy of the body yeah basically yeah even if the patient was either alive or dead you know it was it was one or the you know and at front of the stage you had clamshells that were covering the lights to, to show that it was actually set in victorian a, a victorian time production which just to just to give that illusion and all all you had above was three lights hanging and i will say that these weren't swinging which was actually quite nice for once in the in the theater in the derby theater yeah in fact they look like they come from habitat i wouldn't mind them in my yeah, dining room yeah they did work quite well almost like over a pool table yes um, but also on stage there was um, just simply a trolley and a table and some chairs dotted around that you knew would probably be used throughout the production. Yeah, and a desk on stage, right? Yeah. So yeah, so basically it was all very lit in a dank, dark way with smoke bellowing out and just to almost take you back to that Victorian era, that, that time when there was no TV around and things like that. There was no... there was it, it, Everything was... It, it just felt... Well, it gave the impression of a, a gothic uh, atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. And uh, to lead you into the, um, the psychology of it all, I yeah. suppose. And all yeah, well, it of, almost yeah. feels like it was under a microscope or you could mm. tell that we were going to go down the maybe medical route because in a way... Well, they, they were in a way because they were... Um, analyzing um the story yeah they, they were um uh, dissecting the story yeah they were like, they, they, like yeah, they would be in that um in that space in that space yeah with the the bodies anyway but yeah they were depicting who did what who trampled who or whom yeah and um, are you actually familiar with the story because i've seen the hammer horror film <laughs> 
and I have not actually got around to reading. Yeah, I've not the read the actual story. story. I've got the the idea of the actual premise of Jekyll and Hyde, yeah. and I've seen different in, in, imitations of of that character or that yeah. type of I've production. Seen, I've seen another production which showed one side, basically. It was um, well. We saw the same show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we really? did. It was a long time ago. Yeah, but you saw him actually. Uh, Doctor Jekyll changed to Mister Hyde. Yeah, and going through uh, the effects of what the potion did to him. Yeah, it was more set in his lab and felt. You know, there was a lot more towards the actual scene inside. Yeah, and I can't remember the story of this girl being trampled on or no. the the other things that it they focused were more re-enacting. on Jekyll and Hyde rather than the actual yeah. the side stories maybe. So this was a, a this was a strange one viewing this because I was learning a bit more about the the actual um, story yeah. because it's gone right back to the actual novel itself yeah. this um adaptation. It felt uh, like it gone back to the roots of the actual what the story the story is. Yeah. yeah and and because it was almost it gave you more about intrigue and filling in the gaps with this story rather yeah. than rather than going for the big bold statements of performance it wasn't overdone and i think that was the difference with this you know well that's it, it because it has that uh, gothic horror uh, feel to it that yeah. that is why it ended up being a hammer horror film yeah for that particular genre yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. So it's that kind of story, like um, Frankenstein, yeah. Mary Shelley, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. It's in that vein of... Um, like Dracula. It's got that sort of feel of, yeah, yeah. That, that almost you will fill in. You know, you don't necessarily need to see all the wrongdoings that that person's done, but merely talking about mm. them is enough in some ways. Yeah, and also um, about good versus evil. Yeah. One part of you is good and the other part is evil, or, or like the monster within comes out. Yeah, and how evil can sometimes take over and yeah. and engulf as well. So in terms of the direction with this, it, it, it was directed by Sarah Brigham. And what did you feel, uh, what did you think about it? I mean, personally, I thought it was a really good, fresh take on the story. Yes. I think because we've seen so many, you've probably seen so many cliches or there's been so many times where it's done in a predictable manner where mm. it's more about the characters actually changing from Jekyll to Hyde and things like that where this was almost like you were being told the story and you were painting the picture you you know they were telling a story and you were seeing those places because they didn't really have a lot on stage to to paint those pictures it was a very grey dank set that you were then thinking about what was happening off the stage really in a way they were yeah i i think this is where the story element and, and the, the the adaptation comes into its forefront here because yeah. it owns this uh, i mean she's done brilliantly with with um creating the drama within yes. the space yeah definitely she's recreating those scenes and retelling those stories so i, I was a bit like at first are we going to explore them going outside and yeah, doing yeah, this course. and the other that yeah, yeah. obviously I was used to the other version yeah. that I'd seen yeah. so this because they'd brought the outside in and retold everything yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was then captivated by it all because it allowed she made she allowed the actors to then double sort of dub, double upon roles and be expressive with certain situations and yeah. uh, either uh, do certain dance moves or or, or 
be in like complete agony or torment or being yeah. uh, mysterious at the back. These unidentified bodies, as well as being their own characters within the scene it, as well. And it also felt like they were almost street performers, wandering minstrels. That, yes, the, it, it that very much mummers plays that, from from like yeah. years gone by, where they rock up in a space and just tell a story, and they'd run about and do different people and different. Characters and I suppose just the, you know it's, it's that whole point of just reenacting a scene, yeah, isn't it? it is. Really, but committing to that, and I yeah. think that's what it was. That's the the way it was directed was it had that feel of that yeah. nobody didn't do a different character, or there was simple moments where somebody become a child instantly, or somebody become so many Jekylls or so many Hides on stage that it it just enhanced the performance. And I think it, you know, I think it showed that they, you know, there's a bit of Jekyll and Hyde in everybody a little bit sometimes. And I think that was key. Yeah, I think the transitions as well from one scene to the next, although you, you don't really notice there's a scene change. Yeah, there wasn't actually, it, it yeah. Just, it, it just evolves. I yeah. suppose that's the kind of word, it just evolves one, yeah. from one story to the next because they're progressing yeah. each time and they just, uh, the actors just moved about on stage just naturally like flowing water. Yeah, there was just no blackouts in between the scenes. Stairs or down or and there was no stop-starts. There was It was literally one whole piece of, the only yeah. blackouts that happened were for a specific point, not... Yeah. Scene one, scene two, scene three. They were literally. It was like you say. It was just a blend of. It was almost. It was a journey. I mean, but but also it. it's when the actors aren't necessarily um, pivotal to that particular storytelling moment yeah. of the scene. They were like props at the background, yeah, uh, or just you know like um, overbearing, yeah, and looking the, they over, were, giving and the, a bit more they were mystery. Watching the, they were watching what was happening, so their eyes were following the performance down below. So even if you looked at them, they were they like you say they were overbearing, but they were almost taking watch over the. Well, production. they were because in a way it's like a, 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 a what. It's not well, say murder mystery. It's they're trying to wrap their brains as to what's gone on, yeah. the actual storyline, and so yeah. they're trying to work it out and follow it yeah. along themselves. So, yeah, in a way, they are, and also watching. to show those people that would pay to watch a dissection happen on stage and, and you yeah. know, in that in that medical theater, it, it, it gave you those moments. They were giving levels of performance just by simply physically being in different spaces. I think that well, they're, the, they're watching the sort of body of the text yeah. unfold, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And, um, and you know, cut to pieces. There's a lot of metaphorical sort of things when you step back and realize yeah, the, what was actually happening. There is a lot in this, and I, I think you can tell from the way the set is because they didn't have to have the set like this. No, not at, at all. all. It could have just been the home. Yeah, they could have. But to have it in that kind of dissecting thing, I think that evokes a lot of themes. Yes, definitely. About um, well, it almost strips away the, the space play. to create its own space, and it's just a different take. I think you can you you expect. I think I expected, like you say, the house or the lab or the, those those moments of yeah. that you see in Hammer Horrors or you see in the, the those cliched. But they brought in a lot of mystery as well. Yes, they and did. It wasn't just like uh, the murder murder. What have I? I'm obsessed with that. It wasn't just like uh, the mystery of the box. No. And them getting in like a uh, magic show. Yeah. They also touched upon those kind of elements of sh- being like the greatest showman. Yeah. On certain aspects. Yeah, definitely. Of it the, yeah. yeah. Virgin almost like a, a a weird version of tap dance, but it wasn't a tap dance. No. It was like uh, just the way they, they moved or acted. It was orchestrated and, and... Yeah, it, 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 it just moved around with canes yeah. in sort of a... Um, stylistic approach yeah definitely to to, to showing the breakdown of someone going insane from being in one particular scene where they're I suppose tap dancing in a way but they weren't tap dancing they were just like 
dance into something. It was almost and a vaudeville performance, well, wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, but it, it sort of transpired that they were actually trampling over the person. Yeah. Each one of them were just like yeah. murdering they were all. They were all the hides. Them. It's like the anger yeah. was coming out in all of them. Yeah, because it was showing that that's... The rage the, of the The machine, rage, but or... also these people that go insane, they're enjoying what they're doing. And that's what they were showing, that there's sometimes in, you know, this, this horrible, horrific murder, actually Hyde was enjoying that moment yeah, and then it's only till afterwards yeah. you know and that can come out in dance and that's what they did they did it like a, a performance of like you know it's almost like the joker it's that it's that uncontrollable smile on somebody's face and then only afterwards when the realization of what they've actually done is mutilated a body is actually afterwards when they realize when you know jekyll comes back that he's realized how bad he's actually mm. you know and i think that but that from a direction point of view i think it was very confident to take the risk of do something in this way because because there's it's nowhere to hide. Well. Yeah, cliche. There's there's oh nowhere to hide. God. Can't believe I missed that. What were you going to say? Sorry, you'll be hiding in a minute. But yes, I I think normal theatre goers will take something from this. Yeah, they will. And, but I think it's like you say, it probably is a bit of a risk. But if you've got a passion and you understand it and and you really want to do it, yeah, and you can see here that more thought has gone behind understanding the themes yeah. and drawing those out and thinking about every movement. Not just the set, it's the lighting, the sound effects. How can I tell this it's story? It's all got to be part of it. Yeah. and I think when I mention risk, I don't, also what I mean is... Well, you've got to think about the risk of the paying audience. Yeah, but not just that. Well. The risk as well is more if somebody in the, in the cast doesn't commit to this, it won't work. This yeah. performance, because it's so bare stage, even though they've got things around them, if there's no commitment to telling the stories the way they did, yeah, it would feel flat and it would feel empty yeah. very quickly. And I think that was key to the pace and the performance of it as a as a team of actors. Yeah, well, exactly. You know, I agree there because we've seen some plays where uh, it felt like the actors weren't clued up or they weren't yeah. on. on they're not holding the, the stage. Level. Yeah, exactly. Know. They're just not particularly bothered or doing something half. But also, I'd say in terms of if it wasn't directed well as yeah. to it could have just gone top. But also, if it was that bad, yeah. then the audience would actually react. Yeah, definitely. And they either wouldn't come back for the second act or it would be like bad word of mouth. Yeah. So as this is the first night that we saw it, I think it did really, really well. Yeah, I did, and nice. I thought that the you know from a direction perspective, it was done in such a way. Sarah did such a thing where the minute those lights came up, it was whack. We're on. We're off. Yeah. It was like we're not. We're not stopping now. I tell you something. Until the if, interval. It was as if the set was electrified. Yeah, it was. It was like all of a sudden. That's what it was. It was like off the off we go. There's a surge, and we're yeah. going to do this, and then right the way through. Yeah. And we aren't going to stop. And there was some nuances. There was nice moments. There was happy moments. There was sad moments. And it, there was the pace was right. I felt for this. It gave you a mixed bag of everything. Yeah, it did. It did. It, it wasn't um, like self indulgent either. No. On. And I didn't lose focus. I what you know, you felt stuck watching it. You just, you know, yeah. I think you just wanted to see where it went, really. And I wonder sometimes is that like when it came to the magical scene where they tried to have a bit of comedy in there yeah. and be a bit like prankish and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I do wonder if that was a, a bit too much or a bit strange because I, it felt like. I didn't want to laugh. I know. I wasn't finding any of it funny. I felt like it took the it audience like by forced. surprise, yeah. but not in the best way because you were you, so fixed in the performance. You and, weren't and really... you weren't set up for it to be no. anything funny at all either. No, no, so not it, at all. It's, that was just an odd thing. But then 
it did actually feel right. Oh, yeah, yeah, it felt right. But I think it was maybe too much trying to add humour into a place yeah. where it probably just wasn't needed. Or, I think or... the audience maybe weren't prepared, like you say, for reacting to that because it was like, oh, well, uh, well hang on Yeah, because there hadn't been any, like, a comedy or... No, or, um, no because um, stuff the, the main character, I mean, in a way, Jekyll and Hyde, yes, they're, you know, he is the main character. However, in this, the Doctor... The female doctor was almost the narrator mm. throughout this. She was the one that almost glued it all together. Yeah. And and I think that... Oh, him and the solicitor. Yeah, well. and the solicitor yeah. as well, yeah. But I think they those were the two that they'd, they'd probably they'd, they'd spent more time on. Well, they're the ones trying to unpick the story, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it was just... I, I like the stylistic um, yeah. aspect of it. Me and, too. And... and um, that kind of thing because it makes it a little bit more interesting to yeah, watch because people aren't just playing the one character they're playing a character but then just being a part of the set it just shows their versatility yes. and and just presence knowing how to be on stage but freely perform and i think that's the key to this it was like they it's adding layers and yeah, textures of acting it, yeah totally and, it, you yeah. know it wasn't because there's a lot of productions out there where you have principal cast. And for me, this was an ensemble piece where everybody committed to each role and they all did it. And equally, they were all important. You know, mm. there was no real... A bit like Brief Encounter. That yeah, we'd, um, same we'd same principle, yeah. really. So, and yeah. I think that's, you know, in essence, that's similar to the, what, the way this was done in a mm. way because that was, you know, it's pretty much bare stage with a few props. What do you think about the writing, the actual text, the script of it? I thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was captivating and I thought the, it was a script that would stand up on its own even if you heard it as a radio play. I got a feeling that that would work well. Absolutely. Because of the same reasons, it hit you hard. It was straight in, off we go. You know, And I think there was no, there was no build-up, but you didn't need that because throughout the production, there was little bits that were filling in gaps. So you almost started midpoint through the through the whole Jekyll and Hyde storyline, but throughout, then you started things start being unravelled, and you started seeing all the the things that were happening, almost like you were reading a newspaper and catching up on what happened, and it felt like that. I think it would take someone, if someone was to approach this yeah. and to direct it, I think it might be one where they probably just put it back because they wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. So I think it just takes someone with a lot of imagination totally. and passion yeah. to direct it and direct it extremely well. And yeah. I think this is... An, I don't. I can't find the right word, to be honest, but maybe phenomenal yeah. is uh, probably sounding a bit too naff. But, it, but it's it, true. It's, well, it sort I, of is. It, it's, and I think from a writing perspective... It's just hard to I find think, the word... I think from a writing perspective, Neil Neil Bartlett, who wrote this, you can almost see that he dissected the story when he wrote the script. You can see that he's took the good story and stood back from it and gone. He's almost laid it out. You can see that he's laid it out and pieced it together in such a way that translate really well on stage. Mm. And I think that was key to this because then the director has got, like you say, it would have been a lot to direct because there's so many scenes in it. And if somebody had approached it in a traditional method of, or a traditional theatre method, they'd have been throwing set at it, they'd have been throwing this at it, they'd have been throwing that at it, and it just wouldn't and it wouldn't translate like this one did. Now, do you know what we're here for? No, Stephen, what are we here for? We're here for the drama. I must admit, I felt uh, all the cast gave a tremendously strong and oh, yeah. invigorating performance straight from the get-go yeah straight yeah. out of the gate it was just um the, the vocals were on point you could 
hear them. Yeah. They never uh, like fluffed or dropped no, a line I think or anything it, like that. It was clever use of microphones. I mean, it's not really a technical. It sort of is, but it's they just reinforced their voices so it mm. sounded clear and concise. So it didn't actually get in the way. I think it's very difficult to pick anyone out when they all performed as a team, and this mm. is very much what this performance was because you didn't really see Jekyll and Hyde happen much. You didn't really see those transitions until later on. Mm. It was all about the build-up and the storytelling about what he'd done. and Well, the whole thing know. is like it's supposed to be like a mystery. The only thing that it has going against it is the fact that everybody knows yeah. the play. Yeah, they exactly. know it's a person with a split personality, basically. And I think for me, nipping back to the directing, something that also we didn't really mention is um, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll was stood at the top of the the, the the seating, the blocks at the back of the stage for the first 20 minutes and he never really reacted. There was no there was no sign of him being Jekyll and Hyde on stage, but he was always there. Mm. You could see him all the time. Yeah. Wait, and it was almost like you were waiting for that moment because it was building you up because you didn't know when it was going to happen. You, you yeah. know, but he was physically there waiting for his moment and his time because that's, you know, in a way what he did. And the costumes were really well made. Yeah. And I, I they were felt they looked really looked the part definitely, yeah. and they were all subdued and almost matched the set, match matched everything around. They were sharp. They were they were of the time. You know, the, there was little clever bits where there was a couple of costume changes, but not many. And I mean, little things like Mrs. Paul and Matron. She was the same character, but you didn't really notice the change. But you knew that she'd changed her accent a little bit or changed her manner. So when she was in there the hospital, there were subtle changes yeah. in quite a lot of them. To yeah, be, there was. To be fair. You know, enough to know that it's a different person. You know. Yeah, and they all, each of them, all gave an energetic performance. Yeah, definitely. I think they all had a bit to shine. Yes, each one of them. You know, it, it, they took it in turns. Um, yeah, there was no bit part in this. Everybody had. They all had a little yeah. bit to say yeah. and do and react to some had more than others but yeah. they each in turn got to have something yeah i mean a uh, total showcase of their performance ability because this is something that highlights how much they could all do and i think you know if anybody was watching in the audience that might have an idea for somebody for something else it was it was great for that because you could see what they were capable of yeah and you don't have any stand-up performances i suppose i mean i'd they like all to gave say great performances so. i mean they all gave great performances i mean polly lister is dr stevenson i think she was the glue in the performance but i just think she she was just solid throughout she never she never faltered from what i could gather and i just thought she was great yeah i'd agree with her and also robert Vernon, yeah, he gave a mesmerising performance. You just glued to him and everything he did. He was very strong. I think Stephen was in awe. I was. Moving on to our next segment. What the tech is this? I must say, Richard, this uh, production... I noticed straight away that there was eerie music going yeah. on just as we were taken to our seats. Yeah, uh, I did at one point think um, they were playing like a musical ver- version of Bjork or something. Yeah. There, there was that kind of... It was a subdued music, music that it, it, it just sat in the background. a string version of yeah. one of her earlier albums or something. It was quite cool. But then, um, as it went on, it had all sorts of music. Yeah, definitely. No, no, I mean, it wasn't like a, a jukebox or stuff. No, no, no. But like spooky or eerie, yeah. set, you know, almost the broken atmosphere. down vaudeville. Like it was like it was a weird, weird sort of. I don't know what that means, so I'm not quite sure. But it definitely had like there must have been some kind of stock music. I think with using of the those atmospheres. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, I think it was more like 
because some of the songs they used in it were really old. Oh, like the London songs, one. London ones, there was stuff that like one. that. And they're like, they, you know, but they only had that one though, didn't they? Yeah, but I think they used it in a way that it was almost like they 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 used really simple melodies that that sounded good and did the mm. you know did the work. I mean, technically, I mean the one thing I mentioned about the set is. Like we've seen with the a we few other productions, the, the sound because they had the, the sound effects of like the horse and cart outside. And yeah, yeah, they they had subtleties in sound effects that were just enough to reinforce where the space was or what they were doing. Or I I felt this had a lot of um, supportive uh, sound effects. Yeah, it was and, a lot of atmospherics and, well. and things yeah. in the background. I, just I to, noticed a lot of just it. to enhance the almost rumblings of what was happening, yes. or you know, to add to the to the madness as it were you know to add to the split personality and you know and even the weird kind of noises when a character changed in terms of like the personality change that there was a bit of a um an odd jingle or a bit like a a weird as if they've yeah it was almost nondescript but it was very as if they've just been in the bbc radiophonic workshop and just uh nicked a couple of like old uh stock Doctor Who monster sort of a weird yeah and then music somebody's stuff. wobbling a saw and, and or running you know just making some random noises and yeah it worked wobbling a saw saw yeah when they do make it makes that eerie noise when you when you Does run it? it yeah you can run a violin bow over it over it and it makes really over a weird saw. yeah Not like a string a high pitched strings thing fair yeah. enough right on to the lighting then what do you think because I thought it had good um, shadows. I thought uh, it was really good. Shadow. I mean, one good thing, lighting. Yeah, it was really good Casting lighting. Casting the shadows. Um, one thing I I do like to mention is on the rails that were for the raised platform areas. What was really clever is they hid LED strips in those. So wherever the cast stood watching over the actual performance when they weren't actually doing anything, their faces were lit from below. So it gave that eerie, spooky look to their faces that they were just there as part of that. And it just it just added a little bit more to and it. And I quite think. liked when um, things were verging on, uh, coming towards the interval and yeah. getting a bit um, frightened. They had sort of like a power cut and uh, I think it was uh, in the in- coming up towards the interval yeah. anyway. And uh, they actually turned the lights on in the auditorium yeah. to then turn it back off again. Yeah. Because it, it, like, it flowed up and down. It was when, the it was when yeah, it was when um, Jekyll turned into Hyde and towards the, the you know, it, it was like his, his surges of, of brain energy was changing everything happening in the room. And yeah, I think it was just lit in a way that it felt in the moment and, there was there was a, the odd use where in the second half they had a one scene where it was lit with lanterns and and it worked really well because it was just to to it it, it was actually to detract from the fact that Jekyll was changing into Hyde at one point and they were just using it as a a distraction technique but it worked really well because they were like they were I think it's very good when they light a set when you've got a black stage and everything's dark even the smallest light source can can make it look really good on people's faces and things without relying on loads of other light I think that's really clever now for this other technical thing there was like a magic box where a character yeah. got in and then there's another character and it's like disappeared yeah. Now, Richard. How no. did they do that? Do you know? Was there a trap door? There wasn't a was trap there a, door. Was there like a... Um, I did see the... Um, another b- the, fake backing? There was actually a blind covering that, but the first door with the knocker on it. Mm-hmm. So that was already um, something that was was set up. And I have a feeling that the other door was... Um, the red door was covered with the, the wood that you can see on the stage when you actually see the actual picture. And also, one thing... That, I'd like to bring up at this point when we talk about that door. There was loads of other hidden compartments on the stage. So there was yeah. doors, there was connection, there was, was like cupboards, li- there was cupboards, but there was also a really slim box 
where they hid newspapers in. So when they when they brought out the newspapers, they were pulling them out of the stage, and it was there were just mm. that, there was thin boxes made just for those to be housed in, so that you couldn't see them until they were needed. And I thought that was really clever. Yeah, there wasn't much um, backstage other than no. the scientific um, scientific apparatus, and uh, also the hospital bed and. Um Hospital gown. Oh, so one thing I will say is they use the hospital bed in the right way compared to another production where we've seen where they didn't necessarily do that. I mean, they um, one other thing that was quite good, which was a, a bit of a special trick, was they had mixing powders to actually make the potions on stage to create different coloured potion when it was being made and it went from... I thought the yellow was turmeric. It went yellow. Yeah, I thought it was, but it went from yellow to green and then when they put the pipette in it, it went red. And the, the actual potion that he drank went red and it was just too, just showing different. I just thought it was really clever. Well, that was because the, the actual, um, what do you call it, pipette? Is that what? Yeah, it was already in there. And they just dropped it into clear water, so it went red. Right, what what part of this would you rewatch? Rewind and rewatch. I personally would rewatch it all because I just thought it was a great performance. I think it's hard to pick out a scene. I think I'd... I quite like Mrs. Paul's um, scene when she did sort of like a a bit of a monologue, in a way. Yeah, that was quite nice. It yeah. reminded me a bit of Hilda Ogden in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah. The way she was. Her yeah, I remember which one you mean? That was really good. And, that was. Yeah. Almost split personality herself because she was reading this thing, like, and then answering herself, and she was telling a story on her own. It was yeah. It was as if one minute she was like just trying to be like a sister. Uh, yeah. In terms of like a, a nurse. And then yeah. next, she just ended up being like the local gossip in yeah. the shop, basically. Yeah. But it was just quite quite a nice down to earth scene. But yeah. I, 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 but I mean, there was a lot to revisit. Yeah, there was. To be honest, um, I, I liked a lot of the the movements and stuff. But I can't think back as to which particular scene that was. So I'm I'd just rewatch the Mrs. Pauls. Yeah. Now for our verdict. Scores on the doors now, please, for Jekyll and Hyde, with ten being the perfect personal potion and one being a strange case of evil urges. What's it going to be? Well, I think it deserves a ten out of ten, just because it never stopped and I've seen so many other productions where they don't focus on the story or the direction and it feels like a damp, wet lettuce and I think this is just... Yeah, it was great. I'm going to give it an eight. I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not. It was a great production. Yeah, great acting. Everything was just gorgeous, to be honest. But it, it, I suppose it's just down to the actual story. I'm not bowled over by the actual, um, the content of the the play itself, which has got nothing to do with uh, what what we saw really. Yeah. So, what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed, an audible shrug of the shoulders, uh? a slow clap, a pleasant applause, or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'll give it a standing ovation for the sheer effort and the sheer performance, really. And I'm going to give it a pleasant applause. So there we are. That's our discussion of Jekyll and Hyde. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Coming up over the next few episodes, we will be discussing... Accidental Death of an Anarchist... The Wicked Lady... And Mousetrap. 
That's it for this week, folks. If you'd like to drop us a message, please email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. Remember, you can always join in the chat to share with us your views on a production. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another installment of Upstage Downstage. Downstage.